to Unity Presbyterian Church Online. This week in worship, Pastor David traded pulpits with Pastor Dana Pate from Rock Hill United Methodist Church. Her sermon is on the Beatitudes. Let's listen. Uh, I'm not used to being in such a quiet place, amen. <laughs> okay, now we got some live people. Um, because the God I serve is alive and well, and so am I. So, as most of you may can tell already, I'm not David. Surprise! Um, David and I have been working on this, and God did and answered our prayer that we get a chance to minister to the kingdom of God, not based on gender, not based on color, not even based on our denomination, United. I am United Methodist. You are Presbyterian. But we all know that God is God. Amen? Amen. Come on, church. Y'all don't have to talk back to me. Amen. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here this morning. The songs, your voice, it blessed me. Amen? Amen. There is a word from God, and I have told uh, Chris and Janine that I could be long-winded, and I'm not used to in time constraint. So when I see the helicopter, that means I got to speed it up, and I got to get going. Amen? <laughs> Amen. I honored this morning your Pastor David which is such a dear friend of mine, and, and we meet a lot, and, and we have lunch a lot in disguise of talking about this unity, but we really like to eat, and we really enjoy each other's company, so we do that a lot. I thank God for this church, for especially Sam and Ken and Jay and Elaine and, and, and Janine and, and those others that welcome me in with open arms. And we have this Building the Bridges project that we started six years ago that binds us together. And we love it, and we're going to continue to make it better and better. So this morning, I don't know if this is customary to you, but it is to me, if you will labor for the reading of the word, because there is a word from the Lord, and we're going to be partakers of it, if that's okay. Our scripture this morning will be coming from Matthew's, the fifth chapter, Verse 1 through 12. If you have your Bibles, find it. I don't know if I got it to them in time for the screen. Well, look at that. And I did. Amen. Um, and it reads, And seeing the multitude, they went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which they are prosecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and, and persecute you and sell, sell, sell say all manners of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. 
for so persecuted they, the prophets, which were before you. In my church, we say the word of God for the people of God, and the church says, thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated in his presence. This morning, for a short period of time, I want to leave you with this thought. Blessed to be a blessing. In the opening of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus gives us eight characters of blessed people, which represent to us the principles of grace of us being a Christian. Our Savior talks about eight ways that we can experience God's blessing, God's assurance that all will be well despite what we're feeling at the moment. Some blessings are for now, and other blessings are for life ahead. But Jesus fulfills them all. So blessed to be a blessing. The question this morning is, what if you could be content no matter how tough or how rough things got for you? Wonder if you could be happy even if you have not. Wouldn't it be great that even though the world seems to be in total chaos, that those of us that love Jesus and know his word, that he told us, if you keep your mind stayed on me, I'll keep you in purpose, perfect peace, would be able to cling to that even in the toughest times. I hear a yay, amen, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> in today's text, we find the most famous sermon ever preach. The proper term is Sermon on the Mount, but we relate to it and we call it the Beatitudes. So picture this if you could. There was a crowd of people gathered around on the, on the hillside and they came specifically to hear a message from Jesus. And Jesus came down and he sat among them and, and he took the posture as, as a teacher or rabbi of that time. He would come down and he would sit to be able to talk to the people. And I assume that if you had been following Jesus and you had been uh, uh, in his presence, that you came one to hear something grand, you wanted to hear something miraculous, or maybe you were looking for a miracle that you wanted done right then. I don't know your reasons and your intentions for following, but you came. And instead of getting this knock it out of the park, uh, you know, just hard-wrenching, everybody jumping up and running around. I know it might not happen here, but anyway. Um, <laughs> you got this characteristics of how to live to be blessed. In other words, how to be blessed to be a blessing. See, Jesus shares some blessings available in, for the here and now, and, and some he reserved for the life to come. Blessed is the spiritually humble, the sorrowful, the patient, the spiritually hunger for righteousness, the, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, and those who are persecuted for even doing the right thing. Hmm, does that sound familiar? Church, we must understand that how God blesses us, and we all say we know how he blesses us, but many of us don't know what it means to bless God. 
This morning, if you will, and I'm conscious of the time that's wearing me to death, in case y'all didn't know that, I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, what it means to bless God. The first point we're going to look at is this. To bless God means what, he, what has been given to us, we give back to God. Right? What does that even mean, preacher? Glad you asked. <laughs> Think about it. We have been in here since 9.30, a half an hour. And God gave every one of us in this building a mouth. He gave us hands, right? And some of us have been in here the whole 30 minutes and never once have lifted up what God gave us, our hands. Oh, go figure. <laughs> Many of us have been here a whole 30 minutes and have not once uttered, thank you, Jesus. And I know sometimes it's not customary to what you do, but and sometimes we look for, oh, well, you know, this is not the time of place. I was raised Baptist. You know, I wasn't used to all of this loudness, and sometimes I get in the Holiness Church or I get in the United Methodist Church, but it's, it's simple. When most of us are, well, I shouldn't say most, some of us may even be sports fanatics, like the person you see before you, that at 1 o'clock today, that if you would drive by my house, you'd either think it's a murder going on, a fight, or, or something happening because it's loud. Me and my son make sure that while my husband just in chagrin just says, there, would they please shut up? This is my husband, by the way, which I love dearly. And, um, and our hands are flinging and we're coaching, you know, like we've been hired for that position. Now, might play quarterback for a couple of minutes or I might, you know, be a linebacker or whatever. But I'm using what God gave me and I'm not giving it back to him. I'm giving it to any other team that's besides my team, but that's another issue. But when we come into God's house, when we come into his presence, we're even in a restaurant when a waiter or the waitress comes and they give us a drink or they give us our food, we'll open our mouth and say, thank you. Isn't God worthy more of that? Oh, I'm in the right building. When we come to a place and you want to get somebody's attention, you'll raise your hand and say, excuse me. Like the children did, even in children's moments, they know you can raise your hand to get a question through or whatever. Isn't God worthy of that? So regardless of whatever culture it is, regardless of the denomination, we're serving God, not one another. So it's no harm to say, God, I thank you because he's been too good to me for me not to tell him that. It's no harm for us to raise our hand every now and then. The way this woman was singing, my God, I could barely hold my seat. But I'm like, they taping, they taping. <laughs> There's something about giving back to God 
what he has given to you that makes you be able to bless him. And it's not always about money. Sometimes it's your time. It's your worship. It's your praise. It's your quiet time. Sometimes it's just telling God that I know who you are and I'm thankful that you have spared me to this hour, that I could have been gone. Don't y'all know we're still living in a pandemic that has took millions of souls off of this planet, but yet we live and yet we still have our freedom. We still have activities of our limbs. And every now and then you can tell God, thank you just for that. Giving back to God what he has already given to you is the way that you bless him. The second slide is this. To bless God means to recognize his great richness, strength, endless grace, and mercy, and being grateful and thankful for it all. Had it not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I have been? We know the scriptures and they apply to us, but we come to church and we sit so dignified that we want everybody to think that we have it all together. I'm in the building. I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. I've had the most fantastic life you've ever seen in your life. If it gets any better, I just don't even know how I'm going to contain myself. <laughs> oh, y'all laugh, yeah. But that's what we do. But when we come here, this is a place where we can tell God, thank you. God, you know I, I shouldn't even be here, but by your grace and mercy, you've blessed me. By your grace and mercy, you kept me. Not only me, but my family. All of us are not as young as we used to be, me included. Got to have the glasses all the time, can't have here no more. Every time you get up, things is popping and cracking. You think, where did that thing come from? And years have passed and passed, but we're still sitting in a place where God is still keeping us. Right? Be thankful just for the things that he has done. The word tells us, Psalms 104, enter to his gates with thanksgiving and in his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Be thankful. Today is a new day. Be thankful. This is a day we have never seen. Be thankful. One o'clock if my team don't win, I'm still okay. Be thankful. <laughs> Be thankful. I think David, which is one of my favorite writers and character of the Bible, said it best. Psalms 34 and 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. If we walked around blessing God continuously, we wouldn't have time to talk about one another. Hmm. That's the concept. If we went around blessing God continuously, we wouldn't have an opportunity to complain about everything that's going wrong in the church that we're not willing to help. Mm. Tom, you might want to move back to the back because they might run me out. Um, <laughs> if we bless God continuously, then we'll be able to look at our neighbors differently as a creation more than a problem. Blessed to be a blessing. He woke you up this morning in your right mind, able to dress yourself, activity of your limbs, everything working fine. There was nothing that hurt or harmed you over the night. When you came in here 
oh, the least you could have said was thank you, Jesus. He's been better to most of us than we even been to ourselves. I know better than Dana had because if I knew then, my brother, what I know now, I took better care of myself. Now I'm old, I'm thinking, oh man, I wish I would have did things different. The world we live in can be in total chaos, but that doesn't have anything to do with us that believe and are worshipers and that we know that God is God. If the world turns upside down, what that means for us? Nothing, because he's still in control of all things, right? You're blessed to be a blessing. And the third thing is this, to be blessed, to bless God means you realize that the choice to be blessed is yours. Think about it for a minute. Every day that we walk around, we wake up, we are doing anything, going to work, staying home, whatever, we choose when we first wake up, what we're going to do that day. We can choose to be negative about everything. It's too chilly today. You know, the same one of us to say, if this heat don't go away, I don't know what I'm going to do. We could choose to say, well, whatever. Thank God I feel the cool air. We could choose to be happy instead of being sad. Right? Because happiness is an emotion. It's based on our circumstances, our situations, and what we have going on. But we can choose or not to be blessed. Pastor, I don't believe that. I'm glad you said that. Deuteronomy 30 and 19 says this. Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants may live. See, if you choose life, then you'll be blessed. Isn't that what Jesus was teaching the disciples? Poor in spirit, those desperate for God choose life. Those who mourn, those who are in grief because they've lost someone or something choose life. The meek and the gentle choose life. Those who are hungry and thirst for righteousness, those who crave uh, an end of oppression and evil and exploitation choose life. The merciful, those that, uh, that forgive um, everybody they say on the surface but never really forgive from the heart. The merciful, those that even though you do me wrong, I'm going to extend still grace to you. Choose life. The pure in heart, those that are, are sold out for God. And if, even if you want to be the frozen chosen, that's your problem because God that lives in me will have me to thank him in the midst of Walmart, in the midst of Dollar General, in the sanctuary of unity Presbyterian. God, I love you and I thank you. I choose life. The peacemakers. Those who seek peace instead of problems all the time. Those that just want to get along with people. Those that want to leave all of this controversy and all of these complaints and all this misery behind. Choose life. And those that are persecuted for righteousness. 
not persecuted because that's what you deserve, but because I'm going to stand on the Lord's side. Mm. I choose the pain. And your choice, not your circumstances, your choice, not your situation, your choice. Simply because he first chose you and I. And I mean, for him to choose me, y'all, I mean, you want to see a miracle? You're looking at one? <laughs> choose life. And when you choose life, you'll start seeing yourself as a blessing, right? And when you begin to see yourself as a blessing, your desire becomes that you bless somebody else. Don't you know sometimes by just smiling at somebody blesses them? Because we never know what each of us are going through. We all can wear these masks where you've got this smile on your face, but you're dying in the inside. We all could sit quietly and be very pleasant. And our mind is, is a, just a rabbit hole to some place we most of the time don't want to be, right? Sometimes you could just say good morning. When I showed up here, this beautiful lady in a green dress, there she is. I had been on the parking lot circling around because I thought to myself once I got here, I've been here a bunch of times, but I always came to this part. Maybe they meet in another part of the church because I've never been anywhere else in the church. So I got Sam on the phone, and I'm like, where am I supposed to be? I'm in this parking lot, and I'm running around. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, but I don't know where I'm supposed to be. But this beautiful lady in the green, and when I got out of the car, me and my husband, and she come up to us, good morning, I'm so glad it's fall weather. And I'm like, man, me too, I found my sister that I don't like it hot. And she just welcomed me with this smile. That makes you feel comfortable. That makes you feel at home when people greet you. Instead of just coming right past you, what is she doing here today? Hmm, preaching. <laughs> You can bless someone else. Why? Because God has blessed you. Your goings, your comings, everything in your life is nothing to do with you or I. It's all because of him. And once we realize that, we start to see things differently. And that's what me and David envisioned for this pulpit exchange one Sunday a year that we both get chance to minister not only in a different environment but we get chance to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to different people in different denominations different walks of life to show people that God is God still by himself I was so excited to be here that I forgot to plug in my iPad. <laughs> I come running out here. My husband's in his car running, warming it up. I jump in my car thinking, where is the nut man? He know we got to go. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> but still, in the midst of it all, I'm blessed. You're blessed. 
And to see each and every one of you here this morning has blessed me. Right? Start focusing on you first being blessed so you can be a blessing to someone else. Amen? Amen. If you would like more information about Unity Presbyterian Church, please visit our website at www.unitypres.org or visit us on Facebook. This is the Unity Presbyterian Church Podcast. Have a great week.